0: Welcome to the Texas Home Improvement Super Podcast with Jim Dutton. All the best calls this week throughout the state of Texas. Brought to you by Carrier. Turn to the experts. Head over to
1: Plano. Patty, how are you today? I'm good. Well, how can I help you? Um, I have a a, a couple questions.
2: Um, This luxury about flooring. Luxury vinyl planks.
1: Doesn't that sound lovely?
2: <laughs> versus laminate. And, and we're probably going to be, our house is built in the 70s. I want to pull all the carpet out of our den. Uh, it, for resale, I mean, and, or versus hardwoods. I mean, are hardwoods even, uh, now that these have become more um, aesthetically, you know, appealing with these other flooring? Uh, sure. You know... What's your opinion?
1: People still put wood in their home. Um, a lot of wood is put in as engineered wood, and quite frankly, that's what I have in my own house. Uh, the laminants are good. It's really going to depend on how you use your house. If you have pets running around in the house, uh, the laminants no. are great. If you mm-hmm. are don't have pets, don't have kids running in and out and stuff like that, then I personally uh, prefer the engineered wood because it gives you that soft feel on your feet it gives you that soft look when you look across it it is real wood not a picture of wood but right. the, some of those some of those uh laminates and uh and uh the luxury vinyls and stuff they are unbelievable i have some of the luxury vinyl in uh, my office and if, as you can imagine, a construction office that we work out in the dirt all the time, we're rough on floors. And it amazes me how well that stuff holds up.
2: Right. But but what about, what do you, what's your opinion on resale? I mean, or, or, or of a house, if, I, if we sell this house in about three or four years.
1: Then I would uh, probably avoid the luxury vinyl and go with either the laminate or the engineered wood
2: okay okay, and I'm getting back to that luxury vinyl if if we do go that route because we're not wanting to put a whole lot of money into this, you know right and we're on a slab do you is there an underlayment or you know the? i mean is it it's a floating floor correct
1: No, the luxury vinyl actually glues down onto the uh concrete where the uh the laminate and the uh Engineered wood would be a floating floor where you would have oh. a moisture barrier, and that's the reason I prefer them
2: yeah, yeah uh, uh, one more question about the engineered wood can you and I know yeah. I'm not sounding very too very bright on this question, but can you give me a definition what's engineered wood mean? I've heard of that, and I'm just and can you I, give us engineered wood
1: is sure it's typically uh, a piece of uh, plywood. ...that has a veneer of wood on top of it, and then is pre-finished. And you can literally just click the pieces together to form your wood floor.
2: Okay, so it is technically wood. Yes, ma'am. But versus real wood, it's... Because it's plywood. A,
1: a, yeah, real wood floor would be like a 5-8 to an inch and a quarter thick hardwood all the way through, solid wood an engineered wood floor just has a, a veneer on top. And some of those veneers are thick enough. You can sand them down a couple of times and refinish the floors. Others aren't. And so you can really get into some really inexpensive uh, engineered wood floors that look gorgeous and for a resale like you're talking about would be ideal.
2: Okay. And they are – we we don't have pets and things now but i mean for people is it is it durable uh, as durable as Oh yeah as...
1: i've i've had okay. mine down for 17 years already
2: wow okay and you do have to have an underlayment or are they is the underlayment uh uh attached or or is it either way no I,
1: well, on some of the newer ones they do have it attached but from the majority of them uh you roll out the underlayment and then set it the the uh floating floor on top of it. Now you're right. in Plano, correct? Yes. Okay. Over on fifteenth street, just uh west of seventy five is floor, yes, and decor. floor and
2: decor. Mm-hmm.
1: Go in there and they got a selection that's just unbelievable. You'll you'll find everything you're looking for.
2: Okay, great. Great. Okay. Uh, and and uh, and that's not really a DIY project, is it?
1: Is, oh, absolutely. You well, it depends on if it depends on if you've done anything before. I mean, uh, truthfully, it's not a project. I would say, hey, this is a project for a beginner. But if you've uh-huh. been doing, you know, home projects and stuff, it's it's something that a lot of homeowners can do.
2: Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, thank you very much. I, I, Look, can I ask you something that's not associated with floors real quick? And I don't know if you're, I, I think you sure, might be ahead. a quick answer. Okay. We, this is on a different subject. We um, gutted and we're remodeling a bathroom. I have mm-hmm. my, I have a, a new vanity that's on uh, with, with um, legs to it. Okay. So it doesn't flush to the floor. It's it's, it's right. like four inch legs on the vanity. I'm trying to get, um, and I have a handyman that helps me, but he didn't quite know what to do here. With the um, crown, not the crown, the baseboard, because we have to push this thing flush to the wall. How do you do your baseboard when you, do you have to cut out a notch? I mean, uh, stop it and start it or uh, to accommodate the legs?
1: Yeah, you can either do it that way. Or depending on how visible it is, you can just leave the whole section out where the vanity is. But right. typical is to yeah to to notch into the baseboard.
2: Yeah, and actually you have to I guess cut it all the way because it's the leg. Yep. the whole thing needs to go flush to the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It, does,
1: it doesn't. Right. It doesn't take much though.
2: Right. Right. Exactly. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Jim.
1: Thank you. You're welcome. Take care, Pat. First of all, I love your program. It has been 30 years since I've been in remodeling and construction work. I noticed when you're talking about setting new floor tiles, you mentioned using mastic to set it. I've always used Thinset. Has things changed? Actually, it has changed. Uh, Thinset is what we used to use, and that had a mortar set with it and and stuff, and now they use a lot of mastics in it. I personally still prefer the Thinset, just my two cents there. Or has just the words changed? Now for AC. Our house was built in 1990. The original unit, inside and out, are still in use. We have a local company that has continued to piece it together for us. But load calculations and balancing the system is above their capabilities, among the other companies that I have contacted. Hmm. Anyways, I have checked in on getting new unit totally, but they all just want to replace what we've got and not address the other issues that we have had with it. Any suggestions on a recommendation in the Mahea area? I hate to say it, but I don't know any AC contractors in Mahea, so I don't really have any suggestions, but every AC contractor in the state should be capable of doing load calculations because it's it's not, there's no, um, oh, how do I, they're all supposed to do it. There's no penalty that I know of if they don't do it, but it's actually in in the, the codes that, yes, you're supposed to do a load calculation, and they really aren't that difficult. So uh, my guess is they're just being lazy. Okay, last major question. I am fixing to redo a bathroom and was going to replace the vent. I was always told to send it through the roof. Now I'm being told that it's all right to just dump it into the attic. Who is right? You never dump it into the attic. Uh, You can take it over to a soffit vent and dump it out that way or up through the roof, and normally over through the soffit vent is, is a little bit better because when you go through the roof, it's just another roof penetration that can leak, uh, and you got to have a cap on it to keep water from going down, where if you go out through the soffit vent, you don't have to worry about all that. And his last thing, now for entertainment question. I'm sure you have said it before, but the name Do West, we get where DU came from. What about West? Just curious, I was driving big trucks and your podcast are on the truck every day. I work start to finish most days. Thanks in advance. Well, I'll tell you where the Do West comes from. Obviously, the the DU is Dutton. And when we first started in business back in 78, we had a partner named West. The partnership only lasted about 90 days because that uh, pulled up to the dirt pit that we had at the time. And Mr. West was operating a drag line loading other companies' dump trucks, drunker than a skunk. Jumped off the drag line, was going to come over and talk to Dad, and walked right into the bucket, cut his head open and everything, and Dad said, no, life is too short for this. The partnership ended. Uh, Dad let him keep the the dirt pit, uh, the drag line, and all that stuff. We kept the name and took the dump trucks and and did other work, and uh, everybody was happy with with the split, and that was back in 1978. Carl and Carrollton, how can I help you? Well,
0: Jim, I, I'm putting in a new AC system. Uh, Good. Mine is still working, but it sits on its last leg. It's 21 years old, and I uh, had a little issue with it the other day. I fixed it, but uh, it's time to replace. Yeah. And my question is— Carrollton, Texas. You know, just like Dallas, Texas, it's either hot or it's not. Yep. Is there any real advantage to going to a two-stage system?
1: There really is. Uh, the the big thing that you'll notice when you're on a, a two-stage or a variable speed, and I, I really love variable speeds, but the two-stage uh, helps with this as well. It, it'll click down and run in that lower speed of the two-stage. So it runs longer, which takes more humidity out of the air, makes the house a lot more comfortable. But by running longer that way uh, and dehumidifying better, it actually uses less energy than having to start and stop all the time. And uh, like I said, it'll make it more comfortable as well. So uh, absolutely, it, it is worth it.
0: Okay, well, that's what I was concerned about. It's to me, it seems like it, it's either you know ninety plus or it's uh, below seventy. So, but there there is some times in in Dallas where you know it's yeah. in between temperatures, but not a lot.
1: Well, but, but when it's at ninety plus, what'll happen is instead of it you know coming on and staying on for ten to fifteen minutes and then shutting off for five or ten and coming right back on. That low speed kicks in, and it pretty much stays going the whole time, so you don't get that jolt of power to fire everything up again. But it it maintains the temperature better inside the home as well.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I figured you'd know. Uh, you and I have uh, several uh, uh, mutual acquaintances, but uh, and I respect your opinion. That's why I called you.
1: Oh well I appreciate that. Th- this came in from Vincent in Houston. He says, hey I live in the Cypress area and the house is 20 years old. We are redoing our floor and notice a 1 16th to 1 8 inch crack about 11 feet long when pulling up the carpets. All doors and windows have no issue operating. Do you think we have a foundation issue? And a lot of people have this same issue. No, you don't need to worry about that being a foundation issue. All concrete cracks by nature. The steel is in it to hold it together when it cracks. And I know a lot of foundation guys will try to scare you and say, Oh, you've got these cracks we need to underpin. That's not the case. If your doors are still in alignment, your cheat rock's not cracking, the brick veneer's not cracking, the freeze board, that's the boards that hang over the brick, aren't separating and opening up, you don't have a foundation problem that you need to be worried about. Now, Can you cover up those cracks? Well, let me tell you what typically caused those cracks is the, the concrete, as it dries, it shrinks a little bit. So it gets these hairline cracks. And as the weather changes and temperature changes, concrete expands and contracts. So depending on where the concrete's at, you could fill that gap, and then it's trying to expand and close it up on its own. Now you got a wedge in the way. It can cause it to do something else so typically i'll I'll tell people leave it alone let mother nature take care of it if it gets bad enough you can use an epoxy in order to uh, seal it up but in most cases it's nothing you need to lose any sleep over
0: just a reminder it's a huge help if you subscribe to rate and
1: review the podcast it helps people find us william welcome to texas home improvement
3: Hello. Good afternoon. Great show. Thanks for taking the call. I listen to you going to work every Saturday. I have a question. You were talking about covering windows for a hurricane and different ideas. Give me some information on that. I have double-pane windows and storm to break, but you're the expert, so I'm looking
4: for some help.
1: Well, I mean, we were talking about covering with plywood uh, because he already had panels made, but they make regular... Uh, A a plastic barrier that you can put over. It looks like, uh, you know, the corrugated, like, little yard signs are made out of, only heavier. Uh, They they make a vinyl tarp type material that you can put over the windows as well, and that one doesn't take a lot of space. So, you got a lot of choices when it comes to covering the windows. And, of course, if you got the hurricane glass, you don't even have to bother covering it, but... Probably the most effective, easiest one to to use is the Rolex shutters uh, because you just playing when a storm is coming, close them up, and you are done. When we left, I was talking with William, and sorry about that.
3: Oh, no problem. So where can I get this product you're talking about, and how do you apply it, how do you put it in your windows? Just curious as to how this works.
1: Well, there are companies who actually set up, and uh, that's what they do. Uh, if you will Google um, just hurricane shutters okay. or, or hurricane protection, I can't remember which one it is now, but uh, they'll, you're going to just find all kinds of them pop up.
3: Okay. I was looking for something easy fly plywood because it gets heavy and you drill yep. holes and I worried about all these others.
1: But
3: isn't there yeah. one that you use or something easier that you just stick up there and leave and then pull down when it's over?
1: Yeah, in fact, these... These uh, plastic shields I was just talking about, they can be done with velcro that way, of course you 're looking at the velcro all the time uh, when you do it that way. The way I like them is they actually have a just a uh, stud that comes out you know they screw a bolt into the the wall where where it 's sticking out, and you put a wing nut on it in order to hold the material in place and yeah, you can okay. see that, but you don't really see it unless you're looking hard for it. And it just makes it uh, quick and easy for installation that way. Sure. Okay. Well, good. But again, That's your good. easiest is to take a look at those Rolex shutters. Those things, mm-hmm. yeah, you're going to spend a little bit more, but that is the quickest and easiest way to close the house up.
3: Okay. I'm going to look at both because I have a bunch of windows in the back of my house, large, and want to make sure i don't get them. Something flies through one day. Yep. Okay. I will sure look care. at it. Thank you, very, Thank you very much for your help. Have a great day.
1: You too. We're gonna head out to Round Rock, Texas. Kevin, how are you?
5: Hey, Mister D. Thank you for all you do. Uh, I appreciate I your that, calling. All right. My, uh, earlier, a man was asking about his vent fan and whether or not he had to crawl in the attic. I had the exact same problem, and I called an electrician friend of mine because. I'm less and less of a do-it-yourselfer, yeah. and uh, he said if you can get the same model, you can drop it out from the bottom and just put it back in the in the can from below. But you have to get have to get the same one. So it might depend on how long it's been up there and how old it is, and if they're out of production. Yeah, there, there's, a, there's a chance.
1: <laughs> yeah, his, his would have been out because it was over 20 years. Ah. Uh, not likely. So I'm yeah. in the
5: water filter business, and in the interest of saving our neighbors from getting ripped off, a couple of major stores, won't name them, have displays where they want to test your water for free. Oh, yeah. Now, not everybody that does that, but two in particular at big, major, trusted stores uh, will rob you for about 200 to 300% price-wise over what it should be. Yeah. So the little friendly will come test your water for free. That's likely a huge ripoff. I encourage anybody to compare with some local people in the business and yeah. get uh, get actual uh, feedback from real people. Don't believe website reviews either. There are some totally fake ones. Anyway, that's all.
1: Well, you know, it, it, you and you bring that website stuff up. I, I got to tell you, that has become a really big business um uh, yeah. where these uh companies sell a service to you to one do away with all and any bad reviews and then they put phony reviews up yeah. for you so that you can't don't have to say that you did yeah. it i mean it it really the review process online has become nothing but a big scam
5: it's been corrupted yeah, there's in our local uh, craigslist there's a guy who offers Ten dollars for a good review on your company, twenty dollars yeah. for a bad one on your competitor. Like, oh my goodness, it's gotten to that. Yeah, there's one. Uh, probably shouldn't name it either, but it sounds close to a magazine that's very popular and good. But this website named itself something similar. Yeah, and a well-known scandalous company has tons of five-star reviews. And then I saw one star. I thought, well, what, what was wrong with him? and this particular company offers to close the deal, they'll give you a $5,000 soap package with your purchase. You can buy it yourself for 500 by the way. Mm. But this guy says, well, they haven't delivered my soap yet, and then I realized it was because I had not yet given them their praise review, the only allowable kind. So they're extorting people with supposedly 5000 worth of product, until yep. they get a five-star review out of them, I think those yeah. reviews are <laughs>
1: anyway. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Kevin, you take Thank you. care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Yeah, it it's uh, the review process has really been corrupted and and become just a, a big scam, and it it aggravates me as a business owner. Uh, these companies who will come in and basically lie. For you, in order to make you look good, have you are hello? How can I help you?
6: How are you doing, sir?
1: Wonderful. How about you?
6: I'm doing good, doing good. Thank you for answering my call. I'm currently living here, in Magnolia, but I we bought a a property near Lake Livingston, and we're planning to build something there. Okay. And uh, I was trying, and I was looking for you know manufacturing options or type of houses and. Uh, I while I was looking I just uh, uh crossed over my eyes that option of doing the the 3D printed houses yeah um I I found out that there are there's a company that manufactures the uh the machines in Austin but uh I'm looking for maybe a contractor in this area that can give me an estimate you know on on I'm building a, a house like that and that's my first question and my second question is what is your opinion on on that type of uh of constru- of uh, construction uh
1: honestly i haven't been able to find any contractors who are doing it yet it's all still being done uh basically in a, in enclosed environments like same as a mobile home would be built in a, a manufactured home uh inside a big shop area uh, as far as somebody who has the equipment to come out on site and do it, I just haven't seen anybody yet. Uh, okay. But I'll be honest, I'm waiting to because I I really want to go out and, and uh, see one being done and and actually feel the material that they're using and stuff. Uh, I haven't uh, been able to do that yet.
6: I uh, just last weekend I I took advantage of the you know the long weekend and I went to Austin. And, and and took a look of uh, some some buildings that uh, you know are done already and, and are used uh-huh. over there in Austin and uh, the construction is is really solid and uh, i really like it um i'm originally from Puerto Rico and over there we everything is uh, concrete you know right and it really reminds me about that you know it's a solid construction that's why i'm I'm looking into that technology to build something.
1: I personally don't, from what I have seen on it, because I've been watching everything I can on it, uh, I don't have any issues with it at all. I mean, it looks like okay. it's going to be a great way for building homes. I think the biggest problem people will have down the road is if they want to do a remodeling or addition or something like that. Yes. Uh, it's not going to match in, right? uh Sure. You know, the sure. same. But other than uh, that, I, like I haven't really seen any downfalls yet.
6: Okay, okay. At least uh, I, I appreciate that, and uh, I, I would love if sometime you find somebody that is currently doing that kind of construction in this area. Please let us know through your program, because at least I, I'm, I'm looking, but I, I haven't found any.
1: Yeah, yeah, I haven't either. But I'll tell you what, let's put it out. Hey, if, if you know somebody who's using... The, these new uh, uh, techniques, these 3D printing things. I, we would, I would love to see it. Uh, send me some information on it. You can go to thipro.com and just hit the Ask Jim button and uh, send it to me that way. Donna, how are you?
7: Hi, I'm awesome. Thank you for taking my call.
1: My pleasure.
7: Okay, okay so I have a question on hardwood floors versus ceramic tile. I don't know if this is considered a personal preference, I thought hardwood was, and I'm talking hardwood, it was a, an upgrade. So two questions. I understand hardwood. It's harder to maintain than tile. But for resale, is hardwood better or not in Texas? Because I kind of want to remove all my hardwood and replace it with ceramic tile because it's easier to maintain. Is that a bad decision or practical? And for resale.
1: Yeah, has the house ever flooded?
7: Oh no, never. No, okay. Mm-hmm. Five years old.
1: I would not do that, and and here's why. In in Houston, after Harvey, tons of people replaced their wood floors with tile, and so when you go to sell the house, it gives people the impression that the house is flooded.
7: If I replace it with tile,
1: yes. Okay. Okay.
7: So is tile? I mean, is hardwood considered an upgrade for potential buyers? Do they look at that as, you know, this is a ten thousand dollar upgrade, or does that not matter to a, a buyer when they see hardwood versus ceramic tile?
1: Uh, It it does matter to them, and and a lot depends on personal preference. Though I mean, if they got pets, then the tile is actually a little more desirable. But if they don't have pets and stuff like that. Hardwood is still considered a a luxury type floor. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
7: So it would not be to my benefit to re- pull out my and this is real hardwood. This isn't you know the right. It's not. Whatever. It's not
1: a. It's not an engineered floor.
7: Exactly. So it's not to my benefit to replace that with tile. It would just be to, to ease my personal life. That, yes. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, I appreciate that, because I have really, really, really been struggling with that. I mean, I just had someone look at my house, and the hardwood has some scratches on it that tile would not show. But real hardwood shows that.
1: It does, uh, but the advantage is, you know, like if you get ready to want to put it up for sale, and real estate is made to switch where it's harder to sell properties, you get that floor sanded down and refinished, and... It looks like a million dollars.
7: Okay, so sanded down and refinish is an, something I might want to consider. Do you have yeah. a company that you personally have used for that?
1: Uh, no? Gosh, it's been so many years ago. I don't even know who it is anymore.
7: Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I really appreciate your feedback. So basically, I should just keep the hardwood and not yank it out and put tile down. Uh, that would it, be in my concern.
1: If it was my home, I would.
7: You would keep the hardwood.
1: Yes, ma'am. Okay.
7: Thank you so much. I've really been struggling with this. I needed your professional opinion. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. You take care.
7: Thank you, too. Bye-bye. Bye.
1: Bye. Yeah, uh, wood floors still sell. So uh, if you've got them keep them all right when we left we were talking with al and al you're looking at moving outside of town is this an older home that has cast iron plumbing under it it's an
4: older home i don't know the plumbing they, and, and I actually i hadn't picked chosen the house it could be anywhere from a, a 45 to a 80 is uh, 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 the uh the year i'm gonna be shooting for okay and um uh i know absolutely very little about all that and so i need to be educated
1: yeah, anything from, say, nineteen early 70s and earlier has cast iron under it. Uh, somewhere between 70 and 75, everybody converted over to PVC. You have far less problems out of the PVC. Not saying you can't get a leak, but you got far less problems because if you do get a leak, that one leak can be taken care of. On the old cast iron systems prior to the 70s, uh, they're just plain rotting out and will need replacing. And, yes, that does get expensive. And when I say expensive, um, you know, uh, a three-bedroom, two-bath home, it is not unusual for it to be well over $10,000. Yeah, to replace all
4: that. Yep. Yeah, because it's the just...
1: Uh, no, it's typically done by tunneling uh, because you can't replace it. You can bust a hole to repair, but you can't replace it. Just uh, you can't, you know, dig a, yeah, a yeah, big enough know. area. Yep. You're, you're and kidding. I hate to do this to you, but I am totally out of time today, so I've got to cut it off. You know, if you're have if you're thinking about looking at houses that have that old cast iron, you want to get it looked at. Get done what's called a static t- test. That's to check and see if there's leak. It can be isolated later, uh, but, you know, that tells you if there's leaks underneath the home. Janice, this is Jim. How can I help you?
8: Hey, how are you?
1: Wonderful. I am thinking
8: about, to sell, uh, thinking about selling my home. Um, and my question to you is, uh, Should do you think I should change the, the granite or paint my cabinet? What do, what do you think about that? I can't do both.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, why do you want to do either one?
8: Um, just to, I've had the house uh, since 2003,
1: so okay. it needs some
8: updating. I have Uber Tuber as um, my granite, and my cabinets are not oak, uh, you know, uh, but they're, I don't know what color
1: it is. Well, l- 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 how soon are you going to sell
8: um, I'm hoping in the next two months or so.
1: Okay. I'm going to tell you right now, real estate is so darn hot right now, I wouldn't put a nickel into doing either one of them. Unless the, unless the countertops or cabinets are in bad shape, I would leave them alone. Just because they're dated a little bit, honestly, right now, that's not going to affect your price hardly anything at all. And definitely not really? enough to justify doing anything. Okay. I mean, people oh. are paying over asking price right now.
8: Exactly. So. Okay.
1: So yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't. Again, unless it's damage where it just doesn't look good or something. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't tired worry of about it. at
8: it, I guess so.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, but see, somebody else coming in, it's new to them.
8: Right. Okay. That that's great.
1: Okay. Thank you so well, much. Janice, good luck with that. Where are you moving to? You keeping it in Texas? Uh,
8: Oh no, I'm from Boston but I will stay in Texas. I'm 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 a Texan.
1: Okay. Well, I wish you luck and uh, yeah, I I w- really wouldn't uh, just clean the house up, have good clean windows uh, uh, when you're getting people are coming in to sh- to look at it, make sure everything is open, nice and bright and nothing cluttered, you know, clean clean the house, well, you'll be good.
8: Mhm. Okay, thank you so much.
1: You bet. Take care.
8: Mm-hmm. Bye-bye.
1: Again, our number seven one three two one two five eight seven four. That's seven one three, two one two five eight seven four. And I'm, I'm going to tell you real quick. You're shaking your hand over there, and and I know why because, uh, you guys have. You, and I'm, I'm talking to Dad right now. My parents have sold, I don't know how many homes. I mean, they they've lived themselves in. I think last count was thirty eight or something like that, uh, over the years and their house always sells to the first person to look at it because mom has the house spotless when they come in and people buy what they see. So clean everything up, make that house spotless, have everything nice and neat and in order and that house will sell with no problem at all. Dan, this is Jim. How can I help you?
4: Uh, hi Jim. <clears throat> this house is about 25 years old in New Territory West and about half of the houses up and down the street have a don't have a all of them have two-car garages, and about half of them don't have a pole in the middle, and half of them do. And I want to take mine out. Is that possible?
1: It, when you say in the middle, are you talking about in the overhead door or in the middle of the garage?
4: Yeah, the, no, the door. There's a. The, it's split into two doors. I got two garage door, two garage door openers. I would like to go to one. Get okay. that pole out of the middle.
1: The answer is yes, it is possible. The thing you have to watch for is the majority of the time the header doesn't run all the way across. That pole is there because there's a header above each door. So in order to change it out to a single, they got to take and put a new header above the garage door. And, and be prepared, you're going to be buying a bigger-than-normal garage door as well. They do make them, but it does cost you a little bit more than a standard two-car garage door because it's going to have to be wider to make up for that space unless you reframe everything.
4: Well, it's brick on the outside in the front, reframing. Yeah, so that's that's bringing out the walls in a little bit. Yeah, so that's that part's not an option.
1: Yeah, but they do make a wider garage door for this type of scenario. Like, so your biggest expense is going to be they're going to have to come in and take the the two by. You probably have a two by. Right now, you're probably looking at two by eight headers, and you're probably going to end up going to a two by twelve header up there, and that's going to you know. Have to be reframed above the garage door opening. Other than that, it's no big deal.
4: Is the header the outside board that faces the outside that I see?
1: No, it's the board that's actually up above the opening. Uh, it's hidden behind the sheetrock okay. and the outside plywood.
4: What's this going to be ballpark? 10,000, 5,000? Oh, no. Rock?
1: Nah, I, I don't think it'll be anything nothing like the ten. It wouldn't surprise me uh by the time you were finished with doing doing the header and the overhead garage door. It wouldn't surprise me that you're in the five thousand range for that. But Somebody uh, told
4: me they'll put a sixteen foot beam up there. One of my neighbors said, Yeah, it's easy. They'll just come in and put a sixteen foot beam and paint it and it's done.
1: Yeah, it all sounds simple. It's not. <laughs> <laughs>
4: How long would that take a company to do, you think?
1: Two days. One one to two days. It's not going to be time-consuming, but your neighbor is correct. They're going to put a, a, a beam up there. It's going to end up being longer than 16 feet, though, because you've got two eight-foot okay. openings right now, plus whatever that space is in the middle that you've got to hold.